and it was kind of hectic. And to be honest, in March, if you remember, the stock market had a big correction. Um, and so people were calling us, you know, a lot. And people I had called eight months before were finally calling me back and saying, hey, you know, that thing we talked about eight months ago, I think it's time to, to figure this out because it turns out not everything goes well all the time. Hey, it's Josh. Before we get started with this episode, I just want to ask that if you're listening, please subscribe in your podcast app so you'll get notifications when new episodes come out. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend and maybe leave a review. It will really help us out. Okay, enjoy the episode. Breaking news tonight, the coronavirus forcing millions more Americans into virtual lockdown. Our country wasn't built to be shut down. This is not a country that was built for this it was not built to be shut down. America will again and soon be open for business, uh, very soon, a lot sooner than uh, three or four months. It's there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of fear. Um, there's a lot of, you know, wondering if you're risking your life by going to work. Welcome to the Restarting America podcast. On this episode, we're excited to have Stanley Diane. Stanley owns and operates a financial services practice through Northwestern Mutual, focusing on helping people much like himself, young families looking to grow positively in their careers and family lives, and looking to leave a positive legacy on the world as they do it. Stanley focuses on building comprehensive financial plans that will create a core of money that, no matter what happens, can only grow with time. Stanley is a graduate of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, a veteran of the Israeli Defense Forces, and he lives in Northbrook with his wife, Sarah, and their three daughters, all under three. Welcome, Stanley. Thank you, Stanley, so much for being with us today. This is really exciting to have you on the Restarting America podcast. Yeah, I'm super pumped to be here. I'm glad you invited me. I'm super happy to just talk about the world. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Great. Well, so before we get into the pandemic and how it's affected your business and what you've done over the last almost year, now with it, um, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into business in the first place. Yeah, for sure. So I grew up uh, born and raised in Skokie, Illinois. Um, before college, I, I ended up moving to Israel. I served in the Israeli Defense Forces for a little bit, lived there, came back, uh, went to college, finished my bachelor's degree, got married in the meantime. I now have three beautiful children all under the age of three. We live in Northbrook, Illinois with my wife. Um, and a couple of years ago, I kind of fell into financial planning. I was doing other, I was working on other businesses. I always wanted to help people. That's one of the reasons I served as well. Um, so I was really looking for something that I could help people make a positive impact on, on the world. And, uh, I was doing, I was working for a nursing home company, um, definitely helping people right with, with medical, what they needed. And, um, I just found that it wasn't quite really what I wanted to do. So I was kind of looking around for something else. Uh, thinking back on my life, right, my, my mother unfortunately passed away when I was a teenager. And so financial planning definitely had an impact on, on that. And so when I'm looking into how can I most positively affect other people and generations of families for that matter, it really fell down to how can I make sure that everyone is financially set, whether something terrible happens or whether everything's great and we want to make sure that, that the world is growing for them, right? Um, and so I, I found my way into financial planning. That's, that's pretty much it. So tell me a little bit about, so you do, you do with the financial planning and legacy planning. Tell me again, like a little bit, just like a elevator pitch on your business a little bit before we get into the, uh, COVID stuff. 
Yeah, so I focus my practice helping young families and professionals set up a foundation and a core of money that no matter what happens in life, you cannot mess up. And we build on that foundation uh, through our wealth building process and our philosophy to make sure that as things are going well, or if something does go bad, we have that foundation set up. But as things are going well, we're building money, we're building a legacy. And so at a certain point, you can either pass down that legacy to family, kids, grandkids, or the charity you want to, but you've done it in such a way that you're only leaving a positive impact on, on the world, whether that's while you're living or after you pass. And that's what I, I like to emulate that in my own life. Um, and so I really just like to focus on people that are like me, right? Family oriented, wanting to grow in their career and their family lives and, and moving forward that way. So take us back to March, 2020. Now it's 2021. This is, uh, it's been a long time now, but take us back to 2020 and what was kind of, what was 2020 looking like? Like, what were you up to in like January, February? And then like, what, what happened that March kind of happily shut down? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So March, 2020, I was about eight months into my business, nine months, 10 months. Can't remember close to a year. Um, and so I was really just getting going, growing my business, bringing on my clientele. And then, uh, in January last year, I actually had my twin girls. Uh, they did come a little bit early. Um, and so it was a lot of going back and forth to the hospital. Um, so that was stressful enough on, on our family. And then, uh, you know, in March, the world shut down. <laughs> and so we had to make that adjustment from, from that. And that was just about the time our girls were coming home as well. So a lot of things happened for me in March personally. At the same time, I had to figure out how to pivot my business from going to meet people in person um, and really getting to know people to doing everything virtually. And in any job where you don't have a retail store or if you're in sales or you're doing something, the personal connection is definitely a big part of it. And so we had to figure out, me and my team, how to build that personal connection, how to make sure the process was still smooth for everything that we were doing when most of the time signatures and meetings were happening in person. And so adjusting that to a more virtual uh, pace very quickly um, was probably the biggest challenge, but, but that was kind of all happening at once. And um, everyone in my office, all the partners, right. were we're figuring out the same things. We worked together and, and it was kind of hectic. And to be honest, in March, if you remember the stock market had a big correction. Um, and so people were calling us, you know, a lot. And people I had called eight months before were finally calling me back and saying, hey, you know, that thing we talked about eight months ago, I think it's time to, to figure this out because it turns out not everything goes well all the time. Um, so it was, a, it was a, between my personal life and the, and the world, coronavirus, everything happening. Um, it was a busy couple of months for sure, um, adjusting to that. But um, but that's, that's kind of, it was kind of a whirlwind. I'm sure that's like everyone else. It was a whirlwind to figuring out what, what was going on. How does the, it's interesting because like, I do remember in March and, and then now like we're experiencing this time where like, we're also hitting like stock market highs, kind of interesting thing. Like how, like what, do you, how are your conversations, like are your conversations the same? Are they different? Like what, do what people want the same or different? Like how does that go? Like, uh, I guess it could be during any time, but how has that been going now? Yeah, so first of all, um, what we do in our practice, and obviously we can get into this more in a little bit, but it's not just money management, right? There's a difference between money management and building comprehensive plans. 
So money management might be you give money to a person, an advisor, and they put it into the market, fixed income, equities, whatever it might be. And hopefully the market goes up. If there's a correction, you rebalance, right? There's not much more to a, than the plan to the plan than that, right? But with us, with a comprehensive plan, we integrate legal planning, insurance planning, risk management planning, and investments to make sure that everything is going to be going well, right? And so for existing clients that had these plans in place, people weren't as nervous because we had a backstop and we knew we could survive, right? Especially for a lot of business owners that we work with, with our team and our firm, business owners were coming to us and saying, hey, I need money, for example, out of a, a whole life insurance policy that was in place for a while. And we just gave it to them and their businesses has till now been able to succeed basically based on that, right? So it's pretty awesome. Um, so actually conversations were interesting. There were a few people that obviously were calling our office and our partners and, and you know, nervous because their stocks, their stock portfolio took a hit. But for people that were on the program that understand our disciplined approach to investing, most of it was was pretty calm. And actually people did put more money into the into their accounts because we had trained them that when this happens, if you have the time horizon, let's let's do that. And now with the market coming back up, people are happy that they stuck with the plan and didn't sell everything out from an equities perspective. And I've talked to people that over the last eight, nine months of this pandemic that in the beginning were like, oh, I'm just not going to put anything in the market. I actually sold out of my accounts. I talked to somebody who was like, I pulled everything out of my Roth IRA. I made sure it's all in cash. And I was like, why'd you do that? You know, And they're like, well, I was nervous. And so nine months later, you see that it probably wasn't the best decision to keep everything in cash for nine months, right? Um, because now you've missed all that opportunity. So people that were on the program and disciplined and doing you know, not emotional investing and not emotional planning have done very well. And so those conversations are different than the people that I called, like I mentioned before, and they weren't interested in the conversation. And now nine months later, they're saying, hey, you know, maybe we should talk. Uh, what can I do to fix fix the situation now? So those conversations are a bit different. Got it. Um, what do you think the the biggest challenge? So you 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 go online, you're you're, yeah, the relationship challenge. Like, what do you think like the hardest part of that was? What was the greatest challenge like in the time? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like I do this, but I do I love the personal connection, right? So for me, it was figuring out a way to build that personal connection without the handshakes, without the hugs, without the coffees and lunches, right? Yeah, it's probably probably easier to get meetings with people, right? Because it's just a phone call or a, a Zoom meeting, but at the same time, you're not really building that personal connection. So I say that that's probably the hardest part is that, you know, there's there's a certain trust that's built with your with your financial advisor, right? You have to trust that person to to make investments with them and, and really trust them with your financial life. Um, and so I think that adjustment in the beginning was the hardest part, not just for me, but for people on the other side of the phone or other side of the camera, that there's just something about human connection that makes it that makes it different. Um, not sure if you've seen that, but that's how I felt. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, I think, yes, like for sure. I mean, it's like an interesting thing. Like we've never done a video meeting or a virtual podcast record. I remember we had a meeting Monday, 
whatever March, whatever that first Monday was. And we were like, do we go to the meeting? Do we not go to the meeting? Right. Like, like normally we would go to the meeting, you know, it was like, okay, like we're not going to make people come into the office, but we're going to go into the office. And then they were like, we're not going to go in the office. You know, it's like, we, like, we didn't know. We were like, we're hardworking right. people. We like to go to the office. We like to yeah. do work. You know, like there was this feeling of like, we like to work hard. And uh, what seems like you do, if you work hard, you go to the office, no matter what's going yeah. on kind of thing. You know, I, I think the know. actual interesting part of that was in the and, beginning, uh, if you remember, everyone thought this was gonna be like a two week thing. So everyone I had, right. So I everyone I had scheduled for like a lunch or a coffee was like, oh, let's just bump this a couple of weeks and we'll get lunch, you know? And we're like, great, no problem, you know? And so for a couple of weeks, it kind of was like, oh, is business going to keep going? What's going on? Like I have no more appointments because I bumped everyone out a couple of weeks, you know? <laughs> and then uh, and then two weeks later, it was still going on. We're like, oh, it's another month. Let's just bump it out another month, you know? And so getting people to adjust to like, all right, we're not going to, we're not going to meet we're not going to get lunch. We're not going to get a coffee. Let's just do this over the internet yeah. um, was the initial adjustment. And that first couple of months, I think was, was interesting for sure. Cause like you said, like, do we go to the office? Do we not? We, we were in a co-working space. We're now down to like one little, we have like, we have an office there, but we're not yeah. going there kind of thing. It's a very interesting situation. We're saying we were in WeWork and we're seeing WeWork kind of like start closing up shops, certain places anyways, too. It's very weird. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it's been really interesting. Do you, have you noticed like people like it has it be to me it's become a little bit more normal. I mean, do you notice that like people have adjusted a little bit that like you are able to build like how have you I guess here's the here's the question. How have you figured out how to build the connection? Like no lunch, no coffee, whatever. Yeah, so now it's after the first month or so, it was it, it's interesting cuz in the beginning you used to call people or they'd call you and say, "Okay, where can we meet? What time can you go?" You'd set up travel time, you'd make sure you get there. Now it's kind of like, hey, can you can you do a phone call tomorrow at 10 a.m.? Let me, I'll call you then, right? So after you figured it out and people are adjusted to this, it's much easier actually to meet with people because now that people are normalized to meeting on Zoom, it's like, great, you're home at 10 a.m. and you don't have a work meeting. Let's hop on a Zoom call and um, we'll have a virtual coffee. I'll grab my Keurig, I'll put something in and you'll do something. And so like networking meetings and just casual meetings like that, it's actually easier, you know? Um, Commute yeah. time to go down. People aren't worried about you're not you're not getting people to cancel on you last minute because their car something happened in their car it snowed or whatever it was. Sure. But actually, that's yeah. become become easier, which is interesting. And now I think like going forward, it's going to be easier to meet with people now that this is a normal thing. And I don't know if I'm like as much as I want the personal connection. A lot of people I think for a while are going to be very hesitant to meet with people, while some people are going to be okay with it. Um, and so it's going to be kind of a back and forth of, Hey, do you want to meet in person? Do you want to do this virtually? And I think most of my practice will be virtual from now on. Interesting. Have you, this is something I think, I think a lot about like, what is a local business, right? Like, uh, like I work for a marketing agency. Like I don't think of it necessarily as a local business, but when you Google top Chicago, this or that, like will come up. Right. And so it's like, we like Chicago is a big part of what we do when we work with my company in Chicago and, uh, you know, like when I think of this kind of business that you're into, it's like, it's like this or like accounting or what, you know, it's like, you're not a dentist, right? Like, I don't need to like literally go to you like when my tooth hurts, but like, it's a thing that like you, you, it's like your neighborhood kind of thing, right? Like, um, I'm guessing this is like how it's been in the past a little bit. Has that changed like with the virtual nature? Like, have you like, have you seen your business expand beyond the area or was it expanded already? Like, tell me a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah. So before the pandemic, 
um, when I would talk to people and they had a good experience and they would, you know, say, oh, you should talk to my friend or my coworker or my brother. Like they live in Highland Park in Chicago or downtown. Like, great, I'll go meet them. I'll call them here for coffee. And people were like, what if my friend lives in California? Can you, can you do that? I was like, yeah, I could do a phone call, right? It won't be the same. But now it's kind of like, oh, my brother lives in California. Great, I'll do a Zoom call. Like, that doesn't matter. So my business has actually expanded nationally. Yeah. I think I have clients in probably 10, at least 10 states now, right? So um, from New York to California, north, you know, north and south as well to Florida. So it's it's been interesting that like now people, it, it opens their minds a little bit to say, oh, you can help this person, even though you're in Chicago. Um, and it's interesting because before people would say, oh, I want my financial advisor to be in my in my city i want to be able to see them right it's like it is like going to a doctor because every time you go it's like tell me about your life what's good what's bad what can we help with right so the more we know the more we can help people and again it comes back to that human connection now that it's all virtual and even medicine now is all tele there's a lot of telemedicine right so my find your financial yep. advisor doesn't have to be in your city right they can be anywhere else and so that has actually helped uh expand to still be personal and kind of boutique-like, um, but at the same time, I can be anywhere, you know. Um, one of the things that we we talk to people about, I want to ask you about is uh, we've seen like this like health pandemic and economic pandemic, and then we've also seen this like pandemic of like rising, like I don't know, rising, but like an awareness of racism in the U.S. and kind of. Um, how has that like impacted or like what has your business been doing like in like kind of the wave of everything that we saw like at, we saw shutdowns and we saw violence and protests in cities and you know this kind of awareness coming up tell me a little bit about that yeah so 2020 has been an interesting year that's that's for sure um with everything that hit i think it just everything hits so quickly that you know one after another thing people just adjusted to one thing and tried to figure out something else but in terms of you know, the, the health pandemic, the financial, small financial crisis, the racism issues. Um, I think our firm as a whole has done a very good job. We have people from, I would say, every background as advisors in our firm. And so diversity has always been a thing that our firm of Northwest Metro Chicago has been into, right? We don't care who we're talking to as long as they're good people and want to make a positive impact. Um, and so there are people from the South side of Chicago working next to me, who is from Northbrook, working people from the West side, working people from the city of Chicago. And we all have our own communities that we serve. And so that being the case, our firm was very outspoken about diversity and inclusion and making sure that people feel, feel included. And we heard from obviously uh, the black and African-American uh, and people of color um, advisors that are in our firms just about their life experiences. And we also, you know, in the middle, we had our, like a national meeting. And so we heard from people nationally about their experiences as well. And it does open your eyes. Um, and our firm has been very, very active in, in promoting diversity and inclusion, making sure that everyone feels included. At the same time, we're not building wealth for one community different than we would build it for a different community. So if someone is open to talking to me, um, and wants to do better for them and their family, I'm going to help that person. Um, it was interesting because just around the time that that was happening, and you know, I come from a Jewish white suburban background, right? So most of my natural network are people like me, but right around that time it was happening, I did 
get referred to a few people through business partners and whatnot that were outside that community right around June, July. And so I was dealing with people, um, people of color, black people, helping them build financial plans as this was going on. So talking to them about what was going on, figuring out how to build multi-generational wealth for their families was, was eye-opening to me to see the things that they're experiencing day to day. Um, but at the same time, I'm doing the same that I'm doing for my brother, you know? So it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference to me, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. Um, if you could, I mean, it's like such an interesting thing because so much was going on in your life in January. If you could take a time machine back to January and uh, catch yourself, you know, in or out of a building, you know, think you're, you're, you're grabbing your keys and you're walking out and you just, you look up and you see yourself and you've got five minutes kind of thing. Like, uh, what would you tell yourself in those five minutes? Buckle up, brother. <laughs> it's about to get real. Um, yeah, no, I mean, without the, without the, <laughs> the whole premature twins and everything, um, I mean, still, it's like, if I could look back and tell myself what this year was going to be like, I don't think I would have believed it. You know, I, just, I would have been like, no, you're crazy. I don't know. That's not going to happen. You know, but uh, I would just say, you know, make sure you, you buckle up, reach out to everybody that you haven't reached out to because they're going to need you. That's. Yeah. Um, what's one thing that's like, uh, this is a very difficult time and it's been, I don't know, it's been horrible and there, there have been good things and, this week we're experiencing some interesting things and uh yeah. but that's like uh that's a uh, we don't have to get into all of this i don't know how this will factor into the podcast now or later or whatever but um what when when you think about good things that are happening like what's inspiring you during this time like who do you know maybe that you know or that you just follow or someone that you know what do you look to for like uh you know like a little bit of light and inspiration during this time yeah honestly as crazy as you know, the political situation is and the health situation and whatever's going on. I usually just look at like internally in my family and see everything that we've done and everything that I've helped people do through this pandemic. And, and you look around and yeah, there's terrible stories out there, but if you look ahead and say, cool, this vaccine is coming out now, we can get through this hopefully in the next six months to a year, like things will go back to relatively normal. Um, it really, really gives me inspiration to, to just keep going and, and, I'm really excited to just hug my father again. You know, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, but at the same time, you look like since I have a little kid, I have almost a three-year-old, she's totally unaware of everything that's going on. And she's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like ignorance is bliss. And, and to her, you know, the world can be crumbling, but as long as like she's happy, you know, that's what makes me happy. And she's wearing a mask to daycare and she doesn't bat an eye. You know, she loves wearing her mask, so you make it fun. And so um, for that, it's kind of like take a lesson from your kids. Like think, just focus yeah. on the positives, right? She had a great day in school. Yeah. Awesome. He painted a picture today. Awesome. Like just think of the little wins. Look at what's going on in your own life. And, you know, as much as the world's crumbling, you just do your part to keep it, keep it standing. You know, <laughs> that's it. Like I think of like all these like I I watched uh, Jojo Rabbit or something a month or two ago or something I don't know if you've seen it but it's like these kids and it's like they're like they're in Germany and it's like World War Two and it's all this stuff and it's like they're dealing with all this stuff but like they're kids you know it's like they're, it's like they're dealing with everything 
that like they're dealing with but it's like they're also just like doing normal kids you know like it doesn't matter to them to a certain extent what's going on it just is happening right. interesting the way the way i see it and this is one of my teachers told me this in high school before all this craziness was happening there was other craziness in the world you know 15 20 years ago as well so sure you, you gotta do your best and let god do the rest you do your best mm -hmm. to leave a positive impact on your family and the world and your community and you just hope that it's all going to work out you know and I hope so. you, that's something my i think that it will small stuff you know so yes I think that it will work out. I, I think that it's interesting. It's interesting to ask you and then for me to think about it. Because when you talk about the vaccine, I think that like our conversations on the podcast, like the, the vaccine is a recent thing. Like, you know, it's like, right. I don't know, maybe I didn't record a podcast for two or three weeks because of the holidays. And like, we weren't really talking about vaccines. Like, I didn't know people that had vaccines. Like, and now I know people that have had two vaccines. You know, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's great. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, my brother got the vaccine. My the fiance got the vaccine. My dad got the vaccine. You know, like, my, like, whatever. I see, I love the, I think it's like a totally like fascinating social media phenomenon of all these people posting pictures of like, oh, I got the vaccine, you know? And it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I've I, I seen things like, oh, get your flu shot in the past, you know, but there's not like a, oh my God, like I got my flu shot and I'm like part of a national effort to like make the, like the world better, you know? And uh, it's interesting. Yeah. No, I think it's interesting. And I feel like even though this year seems like a lifetime, if you look at any two-month period of your life, there's probably a lot going on that you don't realize, but I think it's so hyper-focused right now on like three or four issues that everyone's like, yeah. every month has been so different that like you've lived through it. And yes, obviously some things happen to some people and that's unfortunate, but yeah. the overall majority of the world is going to go in a positive in a positive, And every month yeah. is exciting, you know? That's <laughs> I'm excited okay, to get that it. That sounds good. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm excited to get it too. I think it will happen. I've <laughs> I've I've got a. I, it's like funny. I've like I've got concert tickets for this summer that I like the concert was canceled and it's <laughs> happening again this year. And I'm like I'm like I I like I don't know if I will go to that. I don't know if the concert will happen. I don't know if I will go to it. But like I feel okay thinking about you know it's like okay like maybe it'll happen. That would be nice. And maybe I'll go or maybe I won't. I don't know. Like but uh, <laughs> exactly. You know it's like the idea that it could possibly maybe happen if like if the world, the line and, you know, whatever, right. like it, it could happen. I don't know. Probably not, but no, you got to hope. You got to have uh, hope. Otherwise without hope, you're just sitting in a dark room. I feel like. I mean, I'm, I'm in a dark room very often. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Well, let, let, as we kind of wrap up, what's the, I have some, I usually would ask, what do you think the legacy of coronavirus for your business will be? But I think we really already like kind of cover this about, you know, like it expanding your boundaries and, you know, like being able to create those relationships and, uh, Seeing, I think that like you have like a, a good look on the future of what it might, you know, the idea that like your practice might stay, you know, maybe it stays virtual or mixed or whatever. It's a really interesting thing that uh, is an option. even. Yeah, I never would have thought it was an option before. And what most people I think don't realize and other firms might work differently, but every every financial advisor or wealth management advisor at Northwestern Mutual is actually an independent business and independent contractor. So we're not depending on our home office. They're not paying us a salary. So everything we do is how we want to do it, how we run and run our business. So a lot of advisors have been going to the office every day this whole time and just locking themselves in the office and doing that. I work from home because I don't want to you know, do anything. But um, the fact that I can choose what I want to do and build it out how I want to build it um, and that I have the opportunity to do that, I think is pretty incredible and I don't I wouldn't have had this thought in my mind to go virtual nine months ago you know definitely not um 
So I think it's pretty interesting the way that has, uh, has panned out. No pun intended. So as we, <laughs> as we, as we kind of head out, what, what's one piece of uh, maybe not financial advice, but just general business advice that you would give to other business owners listening to this now? Yeah. I mean, the advice, the advice I would give is, you know, put a plan in place. When you start your business, you have to have a, a six month, one year, five year, 10 year vision, put a plan in place and make sure that you have all the right planning financially, legally, you know, your team is built out that that can happen. Obviously there'll be adjustments along the way, but if you don't have a plan in the beginning, the entire world will crumble around you. And it'll be a problem. But if you do have a well thought out plan, you make it through this pandemic and, and you're going to be stronger on the other side. Great. Well, I really enjoyed talking to you about this stuff. I think people are going to like to hear it. We're going to link to your website and uh, your social media. We'll share this out kind of thing. And uh, people should feel free to be in touch with you. And I hope that uh, people make a plan and that uh, everyone has a lot of success and health and happiness. And uh, we, we all get the vaccine and get to go to concerts right. and do normal, nice things in uh, uh, this year. This year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Restarting America podcast. Make sure to subscribe in your podcast app and visit restarting-america.com for more episodes like this one. Restarting America is produced by 97Switch.